All right, let's get going here. Living on Purpose, From Mediocrity to Maturity. This is part six today. And, um, you know, we're just continuing to say in the days in which we're living and in the days that we're heading into, maturity just isn't an option. Mm -hmm. It's not up for negotiation. Like, Mm -hmm. people need to start getting it together. Mm -hmm. If they're not together already, they need to start getting it together here pretty quick. And so... Um, We're helping you mature in Christ by going through the scriptures, by going through the word of God, which is the best thing to mature us, right? It's what we need, God's word. And so living on purpose, there's, there's promises for us. We've been talking about four promises if we'll live on purpose if we'll if we'll be determined mm-hmm. really to go from maturity or from mediocrity to maturity there's four really great promises we're going to go over them again because it's always good there's nothing wrong with looking to the reward the scripture says Moses looked to the reward mm-hmm. and so i love looking to the reward and going yeah. hey this is all worth it because of this yeah. first of all second peter 1:8 says that uh, we won't be barren. Mm -hmm. If we pursue maturity in Christ, we're not gonna be barren. Mm -hmm. Secondly, it promises in verse eight that we won't be unfruitful, that there will be both a legacy that we leave and uh, and it'll be tangible fruit Mm -hmm. in our own life and in other people's lives. We'll be making impact and influence on people. The third promise is, found in verse 10, and that is that we'll never stumble. Doesn't mean that we're never gonna make a mistake or stumble, you know, we stumble in many things, the scripture says, but here's what it promises, that we won't stumble to the point of losing our faith and giving up our faith. Yes. And again, one of the signs of the times, and I, I, gosh, I just feel like a broken record, but it needs to be played over and over again, this broken record. A falling away from Christ is a sign of the end times. Yeah. And so people are going to be falling away. They are going to be stumbling to the point mm-hmm. where they're giving up on their faith in the end times yeah. because they're not maturing in Christ. Yeah. And so... It is an absolute precursor. Somewhere down the line, we need to hit that in Scripture. Yeah, we will. It's a precursor to the second coming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the fourth great promise is we'll have an abundance of an abundant... Ooh. That was combining two <laughs> words. An abundant entrance, verse 11. 2 Peter 1, 11, will have an abundant entrance supplied for us as we enter into the kingdom of God. Yeah. And again, there's no greater thing that any of us could ever hear than on that moment mm-hmm. of entering into the kingdom to hear the words of the Lord Jesus Christ, well done, mm-hmm. good and faithful servant. Are you living for that moment? Yeah. Are you keeping that moment in front of you? Because if you do, the stuff that we face here on earth, the challenges, man, they they become more bearable mm-hmm. in light of heaven's glory. Mm-hmm. I remember the, the old hymn uh, or the old chorus, um, turn your eyes upon Jesus, look full of his will, and the things of earth will go strangely dim in light of his glory and grace. And so we want to keep our eyes on Jesus. Um, okay, so here you go. We're going to read our anchor scripture, which is Second Peter chapter 1, verses 5 through 7. Go for it. But also for this very reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, to virtue knowledge, to knowledge self-control, 
to self-control, perseverance, to perseverance, godliness, to godliness, brotherly kindness, to brotherly kindness, love, diligence. Yeah. We have to clue in on diligence. Yeah. You just can't put it on spiritual autopilot. Yeah. Diligence, determination, daily intentionality, Mm -hmm. all that stuff. Anyway, when we do these things, these purposes, if you will, if we'll live on purpose, that's when all of these promises will become realized in our life. Now, today we're going to talk about a word that I think most of us just kind of think we know what it means, and and maybe we do, but it's godliness. Mm. Godliness today is our word. And so we're going to just start by defining it for everybody so we're on the same page here. What is godliness? Well, you go, well, Steve, it just means that we live a godly life. We live a holy life. Well, well, it does, but there's another component to this. The, the Syriac translation of the Bible, which is one of the most ancient, it translates this word godliness as the fear of the Lord. Yes. That, that that's what this is. And so we're adding to perseverance the fear of the Lord slash godliness. Mm -hmm. Now we ask the next question. Well, what is the fear of the Lord? And I'm going to make this real easy for you. I've looked up all of the verses, Old Testament and New, to to combine Mm -hmm. a, 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 um, a summarized version of what the fear of the Lord is. So get ready. Here's what it is. The fear of the Lord is to hold God in such reverence and awe that you hate evil and depart from it. Let me say it again. The fear of the Lord is holding God in such reverence and awe that you hate evil and you depart from it. Yeah, and I mean, I think that's tricky in this day and age considering the apostasy and, and the remnant. Gosh, it's weird even saying remnant, you guys. A year or two ago, I would not even use that term, but the remnant within the world that really do fear God. Um, there may be people that like Jesus and Jesus is Need and he's kind of groovy and he's, he's just my all friend. right with me. Yeah, <laughs> and he's my friend. Jesus is my friend. But there is a difference of fearing God and literally whatever you say, Master, whatever mm. you say, King Jesus, I will submit to. Yeah, and you just don't want to even near the edge. Like, Lord, hold me near that I don't even get close to the edge of doing something that wouldn't please you. Yeah, that would be evil. That would be evil. Right, so again, it's holding the Lord in such reverence and all, like Sarah was saying, that we actually learn to hate evil and depart from it. And again, the days in which we're living, what actually is evil seems to be in the church even Mm -hmm. up for discussion. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. um, uh, Isaiah chapter 5, I believe it's verse 20. It's that passage of scripture where Jesus, or excuse me, where the Spirit of God says, um, we're calling things evil good and good evil and bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter and light for dark and dark for light. Yeah. We're confused. Yeah. And there is a lack of the fear of the Lord. There is a lack of hating evil so much so that you actually depart from it. You yeah. flee from it. Mm-hmm. We're, we're living in days even in the church where, you know, right. 
homosexual marriage is okay, homosexuality is okay, transgenderism is okay. It's just kind of like everything is okay. I'm okay, you're okay, we're all going to go to heaven. Universalism. Listen. That's apostasy. That's apostasy. That is wickedness. That's not godliness. That's not fearing God. Mm -hmm. That usually is from fearing man. Yeah. And being so scared of standing for the truth that you'll just say whatever it is that'll give you a good reputation in front of everybody else. And so, y'all, you better watch out for that because it is alive and well yeah. in the church. Our friend Mark Rutland is the one that said, I'm not going to quote this perfectly, but he said, you know, the biggest issue within the church this day isn't mm. sexual immorality or whatever. He went down a list. It is idolatry of relationships. And when we bow to people's opinions and friends, and oh gosh, it is so scary. It is so scary. Even what happened when the Roe v. Wade decision was passed down, um, how so many believers, rather than standing up for what they knew was right and true and celebrating an incredible victory, like, oh gosh, women's rights and... It's like, you guys, that is apostasy. Fear God. You guys, if you're watching right now and you find yourself mamby-pambying around people, the only opinion that matters is that of Christ Jesus in the end. So cling to what is true. Be brave. You will lose relationships. It's guaranteed in the word. But cling to what is right. Fear God. Persevere. I'd, I'd rather lose a human friend than a divine friend oh any gosh. day. <laughs> this life is fleeting, you guys. That's right. This is fleeting. Yeah, if yeah. you sell Jesus out for likes or comments on your Facebook, you are already in trouble. Yeah. You are already in trouble. If you sell out Jesus, betray Jesus because you, you want to... Uh, um, uh, have a good reputation or join the crowd, yeah. the world, come on. Yeah. You better do a checkup from the neck up yeah. and see where your head and is. Listen, these folks are going to turn around and need somebody to come to that really knows the truth. There's going to be, I believe, we believe, an awakening still. I hope Before so. the second coming of Christ. And you, if you want to be the person they run to, cling to what is true. Speak the truth in love. Don't be a jerk, yeah. you know, but speak the truth in love. All right, so there you go. There's a definition of godliness there. It is the fear of the Lord, which is holding God in such reverence and awe that you hate evil and depart from it. Next, verse three, I found this to be interesting. Verse three of 2 Peter chapter one talks about godliness. Mm -hmm. And Sarah, what does it say there? As his divine power has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. He's given it to us. He's given us the power to live a godly life, which means you and I don't need to succumb to the godless, wicked pressure of the world to to falter and to faint Mm -hmm. because, oh my gosh, I just can't live a godly life and I just need to go the way of the world and fall into temptation Mm -hmm. and every other thing. No, 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 no. That's not how this works. His divine power, God's divine power, has given us everything we need. Everything. He hasn't held anything back. He's given us everything we need so that we can live lives of godliness. His power 
So as you're going through your life today, all right, just today, somebody watching, mostly all of us, you're going to face something in a moment. Yeah. And you're going to either respond in the power of God and, and have a godly response, mm -hmm. or you're going to respond in your flesh, mm -hmm. and your flesh never produces a godly response. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't. So I want us to understand when we're talking about living godly lives, again, the Christian life is never about, you know, self-effort, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, you make it happen. No, the good news is Jesus sent the advantage. John 16, 7, the Holy Spirit to give us power. Acts chapter one, verse eight, mm -hmm. to live lives that are pleasing to him. This isn't about trusting yourself or mustering up your own strength and power. It's by trusting the power of God yeah. through the person of the Holy Spirit. And that's what allows you to live a godly life so that you're not living a godless life. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was going to say too, I think that we so take it for granted um, when we walk out our day and we have opportunity to do the right thing, to say the right thing, to love people, whatever that looks like, being Christ-like, we take it for granted, I think, that that's actually not natural. Yeah. That's supernatural. Like anything good and Christ-like and godly God. comes from the power of Christ. And, and those of us, I think, that have been walking with him for zillions take that for granted and maybe it's time to stop and like when you sit get in your car after having an encounter to bless God to thank him to tell him I recognize that's you in me Lord Amen. because in and of myself there's no good thing right. but in you because greater is he that is in you that he is in the world mm -hmm. like thank you that I'm able to be godly and love and react in kindness it's all a portion of the Spirit of God. Absolutely. You know? All right, let's move on to our third and kind of final point here for us this morning. And um, I told you that, that today's word, godliness, or today's virtue or principle, yeah. um, it connects to purpose, mm -hmm. or excuse me, to perseverance, my other P word, okay? It's listed right after perseverance and I don't believe that this is just some random order that Peter came up with. No I've said before, no if way. you start with faith, virtue, knowledge, self-control, perseverance, and now godliness, you see Peter walking through the pivotal moments of his life. Mm -hmm. And so he's going, yeah, man, these were the difference makers in my life. Yeah. And, you know, if you all will follow my example, if you will, mm -hmm. then you're going to mature in Christ and you're yeah. going to have these promises fulfilled. All that to say... Godliness is listed right after perseverance for a very, very important reason. Yeah. If you have somehow missed everything else that we've been talking about here this morning, I don't want you to miss this. Why is it listed right after perseverance? Because, listen to me now, and you know this to be true, persevering, depending on how long you've been persevering, can exhaust you and tire you to the point that you forfeit godliness by giving in to ungodliness, mm -hmm. temptation, and sin. And so there's this connection with perseverance. Add to your perseverance godliness. Now here's the thing. 
Have you all noticed this? And when I talk about being tired or exhausted, I'm not talking just physically, yeah. although that can play a part of it. Yeah. I'm talking about mentally mm-hmm. and emotionally and spiritually exhausted because you have been persevering and pressing through and you feel like you're the the tip of the spear in whatever thing it is that you're facing and going through or you feel like you're the the end of the battering ram that's fighting and pushing through a breakthrough. Listen, can Sarah and I just tell you something? There's times when it gets old. I don't mind saying that. I don't mind being that transparent. That's real. That's what's real, y'all. Not old to Jesus. Yeah. He was exhausted. He's our yeah. example. Mm-hmm. Jesus, consider Jesus. When was Jesus tempted by the devil to be ungodly, to cave in, to, to faint and to falter? Yeah. It was when he was exhausted from persevering for 40 days of fasting. Mm-hmm. Something he had committed to yeah. before God. Yeah. So you need to connect these dots and look at this. Mm-hmm. Persevering, yes, it's great and awesome. And it comes from the place that God is going to be good in your life and he's mm-hmm. going to come through. I get it. Yes and amen. But there are times where we can get physically, spiritually, emotionally exhausted to the point where we get so sick and tired of being sick and tired that you look for something to satisfy that longing in your heart mm-hmm. that isn't godly. Yeah. It's sinful. Mm-hmm. And you're just looking for some reprieve, mm-hmm. something yeah. that will just make you feel better for a second. Yeah. And so you're reaching for things and, and taking things and doing things and watching things that somehow for a second... Mm-hmm. will enliven you or bring you some kind of reprieve or something. Yeah. But ultimately, it's not godly. Yeah, it's the point of testing. It is. So when you look at Jesus' life and you go, man, he prayed and fasted for 40 days. And at the end of 40 days mm-hmm. was when the devil showed up. Yeah. And the scripture tells us that Jesus was so exhausted that angels had to come and minister yeah. to him. Yeah, and I mean, that's a huge to, deal. Yeah, and remembering this, you guys, we are called to some crazy stuff these days. Like Jesus was led into the wilderness by the Spirit, by the Spirit to fast for forty days. What have you know in your knower that the Lord has led you into, and in the midst of it, or at the cusp of it? The enemy comes in to discourage you or tempt you, whatever that may be. Like it is a point of testing, you guys, and perseverance, resilience. We've talked a lot about resilience of late. We need resilience. And you wonder, you look around and you go, how come this isn't happening to all these bros around? Well, there is within the church these blinders and people, it's just, it's, um, I don't know. It's just mind boggling how so many within the church just have these blinders up like everything's great. Everything's groovy. Like just carrying on as if like, wait a minute. The world is going to hell in a handbasket Getting crazier by the minute. And we were forewarned and all of that. But there's a way we should live 
knowing the times of the seasons and being a light. So like, bless you for not putting on blinders. Everything that's spinning around you is real. Yeah. We're not pretending here to be yeah. at Disneyland like things are going down and the church needs to stand. Yeah, I want to I want to wrap up with this quickly. But if if you pay attention, maybe you you felt this in your own life, but if you pay attention to to not just COVID, okay, but the result of COVID, you look and see what is happening in people's lives. And we're talking about this because it is an issue that the church has to wake up to. Like Sarah said, pay attention to this. We haven't even begun to see Mm -hmm. the total fallout from COVID yet. The mental, uh, moral, emotional, physical, spiritual exhaustion, people just tired of locking in your house, mask mandates and vaccines and boosters and double boosters and triple boosters and you can't go here and you can't go there unless you do this, that or the other thing. People have lost their businesses. Like this whole COVID thing has wreaked havoc on people mm-hmm. and now they're saying there's a resurgence again and whatever. Dude, we haven't even gotten over the the pain of the last wave. Yeah. They're saying another wave is coming. And like I said, I told everybody, y'all get ready because there's mm-hmm. going to be another one, going to be an, another uh, pandemic that comes our way. And sure enough, now what's on us? Monkeypox. Yeah. And what did the World Health Organization and all of their nonsense? Now monkeypox is a global pandemic. It is a global emergency. So it's just one more thing to get people worried, stressed, living in fear, tired, exhausted, and causing them just to go, I can't persevere anymore. I'm going to give up on godliness, fearing God. I'm going to sin because I need something to feel good and the rest of the world isn't making me feel good and I'm not committed to maturing in Christ, so I'm not feeling good in Christ either. I'm telling you that's what's happening all around us and it's only going to increase. Mm -hmm. So pay attention. Add to your perseverance godliness. Mm -hmm. Understanding you can get tired and wore down and cause you to relinquish godliness. Don't do it. Add the fear of the Lord. Hold God in such reverence and awe that you hate evil and depart from it. Don't give any wickedness place in your life. Don't do it. Don't do it. All right? So a serious kind of last word of warning. Let me end with a happy promise, Sarah. How about that? Do it. (laughs) First Timothy chapter four, verse eight, second part of the verse. It says that godliness is profitable for all things. Godliness, it's profitable, Mm -hmm. it's valuable, it's productive, it's fruitful. Mm -hmm. Godliness is profitable for all things. Mm -hmm. And so don't give up on your godliness Mm -hmm. because it'll prove to be a blessing in your life. Even in the midst of going through the ringer, godliness is profitable for all things especially to help you mature in the Lord Jesus Christ. So we love you today. We bless you in the name that is above every name, the name of Jesus. And we want you again, share this, 
Facebook friends, share this. Help us get the word out. Write a little blurb. Encourage people to watch this. Instagram friends, make sure you share this. Help get the word out. Be a social media missionary. Let's try to reach as many people as we can. We love you. We bless you in the name of Jesus. Have an awesome day as you add godliness to the purposes of your life. God bless you all. We'll see you soon.